It's the Said G Podcast Show. It's the Said G Podcast Show. Hello, family, and welcome back to the Said G Podcast Show. And as usual, I'm excited to be here with you, my family, which is you, the audience. I want to thank you all for embarking on this podcast life journey with me. And I want to let you all know that I love you, family, and I appreciate your support. This episode is dear to my heart as I was thinking about what am I going to do for my next episode. And I was thinking about the mayhem that's happening in urban communities across America. And I believe we're dealing with the residue of the crack era, i.e. chemical warfare. When I speak on chemical warfare, I know me myself was a part of that problem, me and many others. And we all agree that we were a part of that problem. Uh, We know what got us in these situations and how we got to dealing with that type of stuff. But we at this point in our lives, well, we don't want to be the problem. We want to be the solution. We became the problem. We were the problem. The thing about being the problem is it became generational. So being a part of the solution is is where we at right now. Um, I can go many different ways as we speak on chemical warfare. And, you know, I talked to many people about this situation. I even indulged in the mental aspect of it all. Um, I've talked to pastors to get the uh, religious perspective about it. You know, I've talked to people from the social social conscious uh, community. You know, I've talked to a bunch of different artists, a bunch of different people. And when I was thinking about this episode, which I named Crime Don't Pay, break the cycle and that that's the true statement that crime don't pay you know there's repercussions to all this stuff you know uh, we got to break the cycle of this this vicious cycle we got going on in urban communities all across America so with this I say you know what I just want to I'm going to make it into a series as I talk to different people and get their perspective on what's the solution and why we constantly going through the same vicious cycle you know um <clears throat> Like I said, I reached out to people, and one of the people I reached out to was Maserati Rick Jr., uh, who was the son of a legendary street legend out of Detroit, Michigan. Uh, people not not familiar with Maserati Rick um, Sr., you know, he's infamous. Uh, his story is infamous on how he passed away and how he was buried. But if you look at the, who was the Mount Rushmore of that Detroit drug game his name probably will be mentioned or one of the first people mentioned in there but his son is definitely on a different journey and we want to thank god for that um you know but he's been on a serious journey he really got a story to tell he's working on a lot of different things and we're trying to see how can we turn a maserati rick story into something positive that can actually stop people 
from going that same route. Cause I'm sure, you know, this guy had to grow up without his father. So that, that was a lot within itself, but he really got a story to tell. Um, like I said, let's check out Maserati Rick Jr. And I want to thank you all for listening to the said G podcast show. Yes, I'm back. I want to welcome y'all back to the said G podcast show. And like I said, I've been promoting all week about this particular show. And I reached out to a lot of people across this country. And a lot of people is going to help me with this little series I got going on. But right now I have special guests. Um, they jump right in when I ask them about it. They, they like the idea. And you know, we on the phone now. And we want to get into their story. I want to know the stuff they got going on. They got so much going on. And it's all positive, And that's what it's all about. Right about now, I want to introduce everybody to Maserati Rick Jr. And his business partner, Devin. How y'all doing tonight? It's all good, man. Um... It's some of that D-Town connection. Um, but right about now, just to get everybody a little bit of background about them, they're Detroit natives, they're entrepreneurs, artists, actor, writer, production, and probably a plenty more st- stuff they got going on. But uh, Maserati Rick Jr., tell me a little bit about your background. Uh, well, as far as the name Maserati Rick Jr. is actually, you know, my my father was Maserati Rick, a street legend in Detroit back in the eighties. Got killed in the hospital, buried in the bins, and uh, you know, that whole situation it changed the laws in the whole country as far as security and you know, when when you come in the hospital you gotta use John Doe now. You know what I'm saying? Because of that. You know, Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he just was a real respected dude all around, and he was a legend, man. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, uh, he went out how he lived. Um, so as far as me, I'm, I'm carrying on the name in the positive way, you know, uh, putting a positive spin on it. Okay, okay. Uh, uh, Devin, uh, give us a little bit of your background, Devin. Uh man. Grew up on the east side of Detroit. East know, side? Is, um, east side rider, baby. <laughs> yeah, my pops east side too, man. It's, it, tell me, man. Tell them how, uh, how, like, our family is connected and just how me and him need to link up. I'll let them tell that story. I mean, you know, my people and his people, you know what I'm saying? They had history back in the day, you know what I'm saying? Right. It's just crazy. Thirty years later, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying. We wasn't even thought of when they was, you know, what I'm saying when they was rocking. So it's just crazy how the universe is brought us together. Me and Rick been rocking about ten years. You know, we linked up on the music. Okay. We really, just linked back up. You know what I'm saying? And just shit partnered up on the clothes, and okay. just, we've been rocking ever since, man. Okay, I'm an East Sider myself, you know, um, but. Rick, how was it for you growing up on the east side of the D, in your opinion? Well, I ain't really grew up on the east side. I grew up on the north end. You okay. Know what I'm all right. Uh, for real, for real. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's all the D, though. Um, but 
You say you're an east sider, but it's all the D, north end, the east side, it's all the D. We all one uh, yeah. one family. So how was it for you growing up in the D? Uh man, you learn fast. You learn fast, you know what I'm saying? Shit is mm-hmm. it's crazy out here, you know what I'm saying? It's it's crazy, man. We done lost a lot of friends growing up. Shit, just you gotta know where to go and what not to go around here, you know what I'm saying? Who to mess with, who not to mess with. Mm-hmm. A lot of friends in jail. Right. At a young age, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's crazy. It's easy to get get distracted. You know what I'm mm. saying? And go a different route. Right. But you know you gotta just, you gotta just move different. You know what I'm saying? When you know you got plans, and you want something better for yourself. You gotta move different. Okay. Okay. Now, Rick, uh, I'm a little older than you guys, and I sort of was around when your father was around. Uh, I was a little bit younger than him. Um, he had the car wash up there on Grasher and Iroquois, so I was going to Kettering at the time. So I used to walk past there all the time. And um, uh, this nigga there with there with the Kettering. I graduated from Kettering. Oh uh, yeah, K dog, K dogs in the building. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Yeah. ain't nothing but love yeah. for the K man. Yeah. So so damn. Their family on O'Quinn's. Oh, really? Really? Man. Yeah, so O'Quinn's got man. plenty of my money. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah. Uh, oh, we get we yeah, heading man. home. My, my, my old dude first job was at that stuff. Okay. Yeah. We heading home then. Yeah. We heading home. We heading home. For sure, man. O'Quinn's. So, yeah. oh, like, it's crazy that we, we man, him and last year, we linked up on some music. You know what I'm saying? Right. And then I'll start yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. And, uh, but like I said, man, um, I was just a, really a kid at the time. And uh, I was walking to Kettering. So I used to walk past there all the time. And some of the guys that was actually working in that car wash, they, they, they went to Kettering, too. You know. But the one thing I had to say about your father in particular, just for my own observation, he was definitely the shot caller there. You know, I just seen a tall guy just pointing the fingers and everybody's running to do it. You know, you could tell he was a boss for sure. Yeah, that's my observation, but observation. But at the same time, when I growing up in that era, in that era, and I, and I knew a lot and saw a lot, that was just a deep era right there. And that's why they they sort of promote your father like that but i want to ask you though um in your opinion they they not telling this story right i mean what do you think hello right yeah yeah i mean what do you think about that it's never going right though it's never going right if it ain't you know coming from where it's supposed to be coming from you know what i'm saying right yeah 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just a deep time, man. It was, it was um, yeah, but it, it shook up the city and all that type of stuff, man. But hello, this is Sedgy. I want to take this time right now to give a shout out to all my listeners out there, especially in France. That's where my biggest audience is right now. Jay Vu Remerse to everybody out there in France. I want to give a shout out to Texas, Michigan, Alabama, California, Virginia. Your support is very important to me, and I really appreciate the love you give. Uh, keep continuing on. We're going to keep rocking on. It's said G. Like I said, um, when you look back and these people had children, a lot of their children be having a lot of stuff going on. And I want y'all to tell me about Humble Minority Collection. What's that all about? Tell tell, tell us what it's about. Uh, man, it's, uh, it's only a select few. You know what I'm saying? Keep your square, let your stable, man. Stay humble, stay humble. You know what I mean? It came about really just... I'm a humble dude, you know what I'm saying? I feel like Rick is a humble dude. Right. We've been rocking for a while now, you know what I mean? And we just put it together. Okay. And she, you know, we just seeing what we can take it from here. You know, we we shot an Al Profit interview. Right. Like I said, that's about to drop, you know what I'm saying, in the next few hours. So, okay. we're looking out for that. Okay. We just, like I said, we got the site. Mm-hmm. You can follow me on Instagram. You know, there's a link in my bio. Okay. And uh, so we just... We just moving, man, how we supposed to. At the end of the day, you know, we don't know where we going with it. We just praying to God, you know. Yeah. We got our, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We, we in the best favor, that's all I can say. Right, um, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, with the, with the, for real, like, so we even was like, we was trying to figure out, like, what can we do to make people really, really, uh, want to mess with it so mm-hmm. like if you're saying them, them them hoodies with the middle finger right you know what i'm saying controversy that always fell you know what i'm saying yeah and we we was like that's gonna he like to he don't like he represent what humble minority is because he was from the streets he represent that what everybody wanted to be you know what i'm saying he right. reached level work but a lot of motherfuckers never reach you know what I'm saying yeah so it's the humble he humble he got the middle finger up with the rolly on smiling like that's crazy then it was you know who he is yeah that's even you know what I'm saying for those that don't know that's why we that's why we ain't put his name on there it's not like a it's really just mm-hmm. it's a representation of what humble minority is too at the end of the day that's why he got the the middle finger up it's political mm-hmm. and we the minority you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying okay but black people, we so humble, dog. Like mm-hmm. as a, we humble. Okay. We too humble. Right. Mm-hmm. I think we too humble. We nice as hell, dog. Like you okay. feel me? Like yeah. I, I we ain't aggressive enough. Okay. Are these other people aggressive, dog? We ain't aggressive enough on certain, on certain, in certain areas. We aggressive in the wrong shit and ignorance. Right. It's bullshit. Okay. You feel me? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a, that's something I really want to address, man. Because I'll. Uh, hurtful to go through that with my nephew and uh for me to be a person that was there changing his dog on diapers you know 
And uh, even when I spoke at his funeral, man, when I went in that funeral, I kicked their butt all over the place in there. I didn't, I didn't come in there nice. I can tell you that, you know. But I put something on their mind, man. Like we got to stop, break some of these generational cycles. You know what I'm saying? Uh, hating to see somebody get an extra dollar than you. That stuff right there need to stop. That's just too much where you got to take somebody's life. You know, and, and much like Maserati Rick, man, there was so many people that wanted to be like him. You know what I'm saying? He, yeah. So it just get deep from there, man. And and I, I I feel you on that, man. We stuck on too much ignorance, man. But stuff that don't even matter, like you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So what? What? Even with like, you know, shit. Mm -hmm. Even with like. Even with the whole Maserati Rich situation, like, that's, mm -hmm. alright, I know, like, I done had people tell me, like, man, you know, I wish I was my old dude, man, I would have been, I would have had the bag and this, that, and the third, and whoopty, whoopty, all this, this silly, somebody looking like, bro, you don't want that problem, like, I don't think you know, like, mm -hmm. nigga, my mama, bro, my mother is in prison for drugs, bro, you feel right. me, doing 20 years, dog, she been in that bitch since 2000. Too, dog. Right. When I was 15 years old. Right. You feel me? Yeah. And she ain't telling on the niggas. She in that bitch doing that shit. Right. But that's a whole other side of that motherfucker don't even want to. It ain't had nothing to do with my pop. She just kept messing with them type of niggas. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. Got caught up in some shit. Right. Hmm. That's deep right there, man. That's but she, deep. But she, but she, but she took that shit on some shit. Niggas ain't, ain't doing that. Mm hmm. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> So, mm -hmm. at the end of the day, like, what, you know, mm -hmm. we, we got to get something from that shit. Man, mm -hmm. that mall dude ain't leave nobody no money. He ain't leave us shit. You feel me? Right. Real, for real. Right, right, right. But I'm glad. But I'm glad. I wasn't no, I wasn't that spoiled ass nigga. We ain't no spoiled niggas. And mm -hmm. his, you know what I'm saying? He didn't have a, a business back in the day. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You for feel sure. me? Yeah. So, but that don't mean niggas was spoiled. Niggas still had to get that shit they own way and figure this shit out. You know what I'm saying? On some right. man shit. So right. you got to be a man before you be a businessman. Right, right. For sure. For sure. Um, what, What's y'all solutions, man? Because... No, I, I moved to Tennessee, man. Uh, I've been down here for some years now, and I actually got. I got a, I got a homeboy who went to college down there. See, yeah, she graduated. All good, my nigga. All good. Went to school down there. That shit beautiful down there. I heard though. Right, 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 right. Yeah, but I can tell you this: I didn't come down here looking for greener grass on the other side of the planet. I was actually forced from Detroit. I was ejected from Detroit. And I stayed away from there for for a bunch of years. And then when I came back and I started looking around, I'm like, this is really messed up around here, you know. But what's some of the solutions both of y'all suggest? Rick and Devin, give me some of y'all solutions. Um, it, got, it just got to be more collaboration over competition type of situation. Like everybody be competing and shit. Like, right. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Everybody right. got their own lane, you know what I'm saying? For yeah. real, for real, you gotta figure your shit out. Right, 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 right. But the world, you know. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. and that's what, and that's all. That's in every aspect, from business to mm -hmm. music to whatever you're doing. Yeah. You will be. You can collaborate instead of compete. People be competing with you, and you don't even be. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You ain't even in it for that, or they just be secretly wanting to compete with you for their own personal reasons. It be just it be weird shit, bro. That's why you know what I'm saying. You gotta just you yeah. gotta move a certain way. Right, you know what right. I'm saying too, like right. Right. Well, we not. Nobody, we not. We gotta kinda, it, it, mm, go ahead. Come come together with certain shit. Like I said, mm. like. Hello, family. If you want to become a donor of the Said G Podcast Show, you can click the support this podcast link. Also, you can support by clicking the merchandise link in the description and purchase a Said G Podcast Show t-shirt. Funds will go toward the betterment of this podcast so I can keep giving you guys great content. My ultimate goal is to build a radio station, so your support is very important. Appreciate your family. One love. Like, like how uh, Asians and and, and um, um, Chaldeans and shit like in right. the city, right? And even you know, Southwest, like they got that shit on lock. Airborne, they got that shit on lock. You feel me? What the fuck we got? Right. <laughs> Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We claiming hoods, and mm-hmm. don't nobody own no stones in this hood. Don't nobody own no mm-hmm. buildings in this hood. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's pretty much like that everywhere, man. It's like that down here too, man. You know, New York. Um, it's like that everywhere, man. You know, but I, I'd say this though: we're we're not well trained in being competitors you know we, we just want to kill off the other person's opportunities you know and i i agree with that man we need to network more we, we, yeah we personally we really don't have no industry we don't have two no industry really on nothing man like literally you know and that makes things hard when you uh trying to be an entrepreneur because now you got to reach outside of your community you know and they outside of your community supposed to be your first supporters they end up being your last supporters you know oh yeah we just talking about that we just talking about that i'm like i don't expect nobody i ain't even thinking about detroit for real like right. I, I mean i know detroit go because i know how they operate here so you know what i'm saying yeah they gonna jump on it when everybody when the when the rest of the world then jumped on it already so and mm-hmm. but it is what it is I, I already know that that's why that's why Promoting and marketing is a very important thing that everybody needs to know how to do. For real, for real, like yeah, for sure. You gotta know when to when to market, when to put, when to drop. Right. Okay. Okay. Once uh, you find once you find your lane. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Uh, tell me, um, tell me a little bit about the music. Um, who doing some of the production? Um, well, well, me personally, I first started doing music for real back in 2005, bro. Okay. Like, you know what I'm saying? I started making beats. Okay. Uh, one of my big homies, mentor, he taught me how to make beats, dog. You okay. feel me? And okay. shit. I just took it and ran with it and started rapping. Mm-hmm. And then I met Dev on some... I heard his, he had a mixtape out, and I had like a little mixtape out, and one of my cousins went to school 
and we end up getting a hold of each other music. I'm like, hit him up, you know what I'm saying? I hit him up. Mm-hmm. Shit, he came by the studio and we just vibe to the beat, you know what I'm saying? And we got a couple songs, but it, this was probably like 10 years ago, you feel me? So yeah. mm-hmm. we link it back up okay. on this, and uh, we got some music we working on. Um, Humble Minority. Okay. Album, mixtape, yeah. um, documentary. Okay. You know, just giving the whole story of a more in-depth story, showing the session, showing uh, you know, production line, how we, you know, create the designs for the for the uh, you know, for the collection. Okay. You know? And also we it's not just uh clothing and music, we also into film. Okay. As well. Right, right. So it's really like a you know, a big umbrella. Okay, so, no, uh, tell me about the movie y'all was just in. So, uh, the movie, Cain and Abel, I played a character named Chance, and Dev played a character named Dez. <laughs> um, and I, I auditioned for the role, got the role or whatever. Kamal Smith is the director. He's also directing uh, I Swear Vezo movie, Price of Love. Okay. A couple other movies. He, he got a very, very good resume as far as directing, okay. writing, and um, the producer. The producer is a, a female Renika man. Mm-hmm. Here's the crazy part: she's a guard at the prison where my mom is at. Really? She know my mom like very well, and it was so crazy mm-hmm. that that I end up meeting her. Like you know what I'm saying? And me and her like real cool now, and 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 Dev happened to be. He was with me when I went on set. Okay. And she just was like, somebody didn't show up. And they just like, hey, we need, we, I'm like, bro, I, I told her, I say, bro, just come. They gonna use you. Mm-hmm. People don't be showing up. Somebody didn't show up. And they put him in the movie. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. All right. Lucky yeah, you, and Devin. Like right on time, too. Like, you know, <laughs> it's my first move. Shit, for real. Okay. Now, y'all, y'all have uh, aspiration in producing your own movies. You say it's, it's like a big umbrella. Um, definitely, because we both write, and okay. we both do, like, you know, storytelling type of music. Mm-hmm. Um, so, we just trying to put it into a script format, basically. You know, it's the same thing. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's dialogue. Raps ain't nothing but a, a, a dialogue. It's a conversation. Right. But we just got to put it in story form, you know what I'm saying? And we got, you know, we... we we kind of had we both handy with the camera and Dev he does all the designs as far as mm-hmm. logo and like he, you know what I'm saying he's crazy with it, you know what I'm saying we both got an eye for just fashion and just mm-hmm. nah like my old dude like he used to be fresh back in the day like for real for real wasn't nobody doing that dressing like that driving no type of cars none of that you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. so we feel like you know it's a lifestyle we bring in to, you know, it's a gentleman lifestyle. It's a, at the same time a business, and we humble, and we and, and it's just a movement, man. It's a vibe, you know what I'm saying? It's positive stuff. We ain't scared at the same time. You feel? Yeah, 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 for sure. You gotta have uh, courage to take the risk. You know, you don't take the risk. It's yeah. like <laughs> why, why are you here? You know, so especially if you got the talent to do it, man. You know. Just get up and do it, man. Create a plan, and I think so many people just wanna want everything to just that. That's that's why I say even with your father's number era and all this stuff. Even when I came up around there, and it's still around there right now. 
everybody wants this instant gratification they don't want to work and put a real plan together and let this stuff flourish man this, this stuff y'all doing it's a job you got to treat it like a job yeah. for sure man you got to treat this stuff like a job man it's like some 24 7 and you got to enjoy what you're doing man so it don't even feel like work but you know everybody wants the millions of dollars in one year you know and sometimes it may take uh, a couple of years to get this stuff done, man. So much got to be done. Yeah, you, you, the, the, Again, man. Mm -hmm. Ain't nothing wrong with going to go get no job. You feel me? That's what yeah. I'm saying. Like, I ain't get up into that street shit. You feel me? I ain't yeah. never, that never, I knew that wasn't, you know. Mm -hmm. So we, you know what I'm saying? When I was about 19, I was about this. But yeah. other than that, I kind of knew like shit. My mama locked up, and mm -hmm. I knew like it was no. It wasn't no real end game to that, but only right. two ways, you feel me? So yeah, yeah. I look at it like a uh, slow money back. Hello, family. I want to let everyone know that you all can catch the said G podcast show on anchor.fm, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher. Breaker, Deezer, Radio Public, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and coming soon to iHeart Podcasts. Also, you can follow me on Twitter at Mr. 911. It's M I S T A 911. One love, family. This is Sad G. And I want to thank my special guest, Maserati Rick Jr. and his business partner, Devin. Part two coming soon. And we're going to go even deeper. He got a story to tell. He went through a lot of adversity and he's still standing strong. Salute to their clothing line, Humble Minority Collection. You can look them up on Instagram at official underscore Maserati Rick Jr. Chemical Warfare. This is the effects of chemical warfare, i.e. the residue of the crack era. I got caught up in that. He got caught up in that. I'm sure a lot of his family got caught up in that and a lot of my family got caught up in that. I can go in many directions with this. I can talk about the government, the CIA, the cartels, the dope boys and all that type of stuff. But my question is, how in the world that crack cocaine hit all ghettos in America all at the same time. I'm talking about New York, Chicago, LA, Atlanta, Coffeeville, Mississippi, even in the rural areas, even in the Delta. How could this happen? That's a conspiracy theory within itself. How in the world did crack cocaine hit all ghettos in America all at the same time? You can leave me a comment by leaving a voicemail. I will give you a shout out. Just leave your name or tell me where you're from. You can send me an email at djfacesradio at gmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Mr911. Don't forget, you can go back and check out some of my other episodes as well. Those are those are hot and people still listening to them. You want to become a sponsor of this program? You can leave me an email. Crime don't pay. Break the cycle. The series part two with Maserati Rick Jr. and Devin coming soon. And I got a hot one coming with my guy Chuck as well. Y'all want to check that one out too. One love, family.